The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Friend of a Friend. It's your host, Olivia Perez. Today's guest is truly a permanent resident in my Instagram saves, and I'm betting probably so many of yours, too. She is painfully chic, has the cutest dogs in the world, and is truly an old soul with taste as timeless to match. It's Jenny Walton. She's a woman of so many trades. She's an incredibly talented illustrator whose work has been shared by the likes of Vogue and more. She's the creative director for The Sartorialist, and she's a content creator who's collaborated with brands like Prada, Gucci, and more. I would probably give up an organ to have her closet, which, as we all know, is filled with some of the most rare, incredible vintage designer finds, accessories, many of which she makes herself, and a skirt collection that would probably make Blair Waldorf jealous. I absolutely adore Jenny as a person. We've had so many fun moments together from fashion shows to work trips, and I loved getting to chat with her today about her journey into fashion and how she has stayed so true to her style in such an ever-changing industry. We, of course, also talk about her big move to Milan, which happened earlier this year, how she's settling in, and the fashion industry abroad. I hope you guys love this episode. If you haven't followed the show yet, find us wherever you listen to your podcasts, and make sure you follow us, rate, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in and have an incredible week ahead. Here's my conversation with my friend, Jenny Walton. Ciao, Bella. <laughs> oh, I was thinking before this because you're you're in LA, right? I or am now, somewhere yes. in California. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking before this, I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be so inappropriate. It's like 9.30 for her. And I'm looking at my fridge, like it's 6.30 here in Milan. Like, you know, a Campari soda would be really good right about now. You know what? I have coffee in my hand right now. Go get your Campari soda. Okay. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> the thing, I know the thing about Italy is you can only get Campari soda in Italy. And so it's basically an adorable little box I'm holding. It comes with five of them and they're just like the cutest little glass bottles. They're basically like soda that, you know, it's Campari with soda, but like they always have it next to I've ever so seen. cute and you can yeah and you cannot get it in the U.S. like trust me I've tried I like I've looked on like sketchy website I'm like how to import how to import <laughs> Campari soda to New York City this is thrilling <laughs> it's happy hour on friend it of a friend with Friday. a coffee yeah. and Campari I mean yeah it is Friday at 6 30. So I know I messaged you being like do you want to do a podcast <laughs> on Friday at 6 30 like I'm sitting there being like I know she has a thousand better things to do. Like she's probably going to go sit at a cafe or maybe she's going to drive to Lake Como for the weekend. Like there's so many things that she can be doing. Why would she? As one, yeah. As one does when they live in Italy. Exactly, as one does here. Well, it's so funny because, yes, I moved to Milan a few months ago and I've been coming for years though. My fiance, Scott and I, we always really loved it. But if you come on the weekend, especially in the summer and the winter, the city is completely dead. Where is everyone? And it's because so many people live here and they work here, but it's a great location for a city because you have the mountains, you have the sea, you have, you have, you know, all of Europe as well. So it's uh, a lot of people leave on the weekend. So it's, it's, it's can be kind of quiet, but it's kind of nice because I'm, I moved here specifically for Milan. I love Milan. So right. I'm like, good, I have the city myself. And also the listeners should know, the readers should know that I just listened to your last episode and you were talking about trends and how you love skirts and blue. So I wore a blue top and this skirt for you. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm I'm truly honored. And by the way, 
cute. There is actually Blue's my favorite color too. I have so much to preface in this interview already, but there is actually no one who I think does a skirt better than you. Oh my god, the honor in yes. that comment. A Congrats round you, like a line skirt is a Jenny Walton. I feel like special. <laughs> no, they're like really having a, they're having a moment in the micro sense, but what goes up must come down. And so we do know that in fact, the A-line will be coming. <laughs> it will be, it will be happening. It will be happening. Okay. I want to rewind a little bit. We're going to get to spring trends. I promise. Cause yeah. I have so many questions to ask you, but let's talk about this move because I feel like this has been such an incredible moment for you. Let's talk about this move. Yeah, what was the, sure. like, what became like the bottom line? Like, cause we can all talk about the fantasy. Like what was like, okay, we're out. Okay. Well, first of all, I think like most people, I had so much time, we all did, at home, if you were lucky enough to stay at home, you know, but regardless, you you had to slow down in some capacities or not travel. So for like a year, year and a half, you were kind of wherever you were, that's kind of where you were. And so we had so long to sit there and think about everything. And I think that's why, you know, they're saying everybody's quitting their job now, everybody's breaking up with people, like people are like, you know, they've, they've had so much time to really think and sit and dream. And, and it really shows how important that time is for reflection, just in your life in general, you know. But anyway, so we had so long there just sitting on the couch, you know, drinking our Campari spritz at 5 p.m. So there's nothing else to do. And we'd be like, man, what if we really did it? Like, what if we really moved to Italy? And, you know, eventually with the internet, it's so amazing. You can just sit there and you can scroll and look through apartments. And so started looking. Um, I found one and we did a video tour of it. And this is actually really crazy. So toward the end of COVID or, you know, when, when you could start traveling again last summer, we came to Italy um, for a few weeks for a job that we had. And we were walking to dinner one night. We were walking to Giacomo. And as we're walking around the street, I'm like, God, I just love this street. Like, I would love to live in an apartment like that one. Like that, it's such a beautiful 1950s building. It's totally my aesthetic. I love it. And I like took a picture. And then flash forward to a few months later, I'm looking for apartments. They only show you the inside. They don't give you the address. They give you the general area. We do a video tour. I love it. I fall in love. We get the contract. I Google map the address. And it's the one apartment that I took a picture of when I was here this summer. Can you believe that? No. my I didn't respond because my job's right? on the ground. What area are you in? The area is like, it's not too far. It's like, 10, 15 minute walk from the Duomo. So it's pretty center, but it's conservatorio. It's kind of the area out from San Babala. And it's so nice. They call it that because it's where like the music school is. Right. And so in the summer months, you I'll be walking the dogs around and windows are open and you hear kids practicing like the cello or violin. And it really feels like a dream. Not to not that Italy needs sold anymore to anybody, but I walk around and I'm like, is this really real? It's crazy. It's totally crazy. So. Incredibly idyllic. That's insane so you find the apartment and you're like okay that's it we're up we're out yeah do your dogs need a passport do dogs need a passport (laughs) you know they can exactly (laughs) good question well it's cool european dogs can have an eu passport and it can and it can last for the it lasts for their whole life they only need one is there like is it a real passport with their photo on it I don't have it yet. Like, okay. I'm like, you guys, I, I brought you from New York to Milan. It's enough. I can't, like, I tried to do the paperwork. And they're like, well, you need to go to this uh, office and then you get it stamped at this office. I was like, you know what? I think they're just staying at home. So um, they're here. Yes, but they can get a passport. I need to do that. So 
But I had to get a lot of paperwork for them. Thankfully, they're both small enough so they could just like fit under our seats. So we right. each flew with one of them. And the flight from New York to Milan is overnight. And the vet like totally gets you ready. They're like, okay, you're going to give them this drug and you're going to take them on a really long walk that day. And, you know, try not to let them sleep too much before it. And Charlie was like just uh, on the weight limit. So I put her on a diet for like a week or two. I was like, you're <laughs> getting in that container like you are. <laughs> I just shoved her and I'm like, I'm sorry, honey, but like she has anxiety. And I'm like, you cannot handle being like separate from me in cargo. So like, nope. nope. no way. No way. Yeah. No, but That's so it's actually amazing. really easy. And we were just, yeah, we were like, oh my God, are they going to like, are they going to know that there's, you know, on a different continent, you know, is everything no. going to smell different to them? But I assume they're everything so smells happy different. here. Probably smells like really, really amazing food at all times. And also it just probably smells even slightly like nature. I mean, it's still a city, but in New York, it's like, what are they going to smell in New York? You right. know, like it's crazy. So yeah, they're super, super happy here. I think even when I go back to New York or I travel, like their daycare here is amazing. The people love, Italians love dogs. Right. As a culture, they're they're much nicer. Um, you can bring them in basically any cafe or bar. People are like super friendly and Buffy, my little one, she's a wire hair dash hound, which is called Besoto here. And like, it's like the dog of Milan. I fell in love with that type of dog. I call them accountant dogs because they have big mustaches and eyebrows and they look like an old <laughs> man who would like do your taxes. <laughs> so her name is Buffy, which literally means mustache in Italian, That which is... no one understands. They're like, what? That yeah. is so cute. <laughs> Oh yeah. my god, I so love like, that. She's she's but she's so common here. She's like the golden retriever right. of you know America. To, right. And and even still, people all the time, Milanese they stop, oh Bella. Like they think she's so looks they're so, so sweet to dogs. So it's like <laughs> we'll be right back after a quick break. You know I love finding new small businesses, and I have one for you that you're going to love. It's called Anna Luisa. I cannot stop wearing their jewelry. I even gifted it to my mom for Mother's Day over the weekend, and she absolutely loved it too. It's a jewelry brand with a very simple but clear-cut idea that high-quality jewelry shouldn't cost the planet. It's released in limited batches every Friday, and each piece is put through rigorous testing to ensure their quality is unmatched. And you can tell. They use chemical physical tests and on-site inspections to guarantee their metals are always safe, nickel-free, and hypoallergenic. Combination stress tests make sure your favorite pieces are life-proof too, so you can wear them all day with confidence. I literally wear mine all day in the shower out with no worry at all. They're carbon neutral too, from their packaging to their products, and are all at an incredibly affordable price. Their designs are so unique and always make me feel my most polished because let's be real, there is nothing better than just wearing jeans, a tee, and expressing yourself with a ton of jewelry. Their designs are contemplated with all sizes, gender expressions, and styles in mind too. From the perfect gold hoop to personalized jewelry and gemstones, no matter the time or place, they have us covered with jewelry all starting at just $39. Go to shop.analuisa.com backslash friend to shop. They currently have a buy one, get one 40% off sale, one piece for a friend or a friend of a friend, and one piece for you. That's shop.analuisa.com backslash friend. I know you're going to love them. Calling all of my newsletter lovers, I have the best new one for you. It's called The Gist. It's a four times a week newsletter that essentially gives you the gist of what's going on in the sports world. It's written by women, but it's made for everyone. It's bite-sized, curated, and digestible sports news that covers the biggest headlines in men's and women's sports today. 
What I love most is that for someone who doesn't really have an extensive history in the sports world, I always feel up to date. It provides all the context I need for a meaningful, fun read, no matter your background or experience with sports. It's really playful and conversational, and it feels like a breath of fresh air in today's typical, aka primarily male, sports culture. It's like sitting around a table with a bunch of friends and talking sports. I love the difference they're making for women in sports today because did you know that 14% of sports journalists are female and less than 4% of sports coverage is on female athletes? The gist is changing that. If you want to learn more about their story, you can hear from their co-founder, Ellen Heislop. She was just on the podcast a few weeks ago, and we talked all about what it means to grow a newsletter and her mission to bring more awareness to women's sports. She's doing an incredible job considering they have over 700,000 weekly subscribers. They also have a twice-weekly podcast, The Gist of It, that discusses current sports topics and how they intersect with pop culture. You can sign up for their free four-times-a-week sports newsletter at thegistsports.com backslash subscribe and check out their podcast, The Gist of It, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now let's get back to the show. All I'm hearing is that you were literally cut out for this move. No, I was because, so I originally am from New Jersey. I grew up in New Jersey. I absolutely hated it. No shade to, there's a lot of lovely people there too, I'm sure. But I grew up in a very small, rural, to me, extremely boring town, which now I go back, I'm like, wow, it's actually very beautiful. But when you're young, you know, it was a, it was a dry town. So you literally can't have alcohol. Like they couldn't sell alcohol there. It was known for its antiques, which I love antiquing and vintage now, right. but like, you know, when you're 17, you're like, oh my God, this place is so Couldn't boring. be more boring. Like we, me and my friends had one. Yeah, we had like one diner that we could go to and that was it. I mean, I can't imagine what do you feel is like, for me, being in New York feels like so fast paced, so fun. And that to me feels like the epicenter of fashion. But now being in Italy, I wonder like, especially coming from New Jersey then to New York, like what's the pace of life like there? especially when it comes to fashion. It doesn't feel as fast paced. I also, when we were, the last place we were living in New York was in Soho. And it was just, it, for me, it felt like living in a mall. Like Scott loved it because he grew up idolizing the mall. Like he, it was his dream that he got to live basically in the mall. I was like, this is too much for me. I cannot live in the mall. And even if I would wear, I like I like a lot of different styles. I experiment a lot. I appreciate basically everything like Scott does as well. He's very, that's why his photos are so great as he appreciates so many types of styles. He might say, I wouldn't wear it, but I love how this person carries it off and and that it is who they are. But anyways, I do tend towards, as I get older too, I, I really enjoy some of these like elegant old school kind of ways of dressing, whether it's like a skirt, like we were saying, or maybe a little kitten heel or some pearls, or maybe like they're Baroque pearls, like the pearls of Maurice, they're like a little edgy. But I really like that twist of taking something older and kind of modernizing it a little bit. So for me, I, I started to feel in New York, like everyone was dressing just so casually, especially in Soho. And, and it was very much like, okay, you have your day look, which is mainly just active wear plus whatever outerwear you need because you're probably running errands and you're doing like soul cycle or yoga or Pilates. And then, and then you have your like going out at night, which might be a little bit more, a lot more fun or a little bit more depending on your personality. But I would feel like if I wore like a kitten heel or something, I was like the only one during the day that was like wearing a heel around Soho plus like walking the dogs. And I was just like, I don't know. I just don't feel like I fit in here. Like exactly. Just seeing that much like constant beauty 
and how much they appreciate beauty here is really refreshing to me because especially in New York, I mean, like you're paying so much for rent and there's trash everywhere, <laughs> at least in the area I was in and maybe because of so many tourists and right. Lita and everything. But I mean, it's like people, let's get another cha-cha matcha, just like throwing everything and like all, <laughs> you know, it's all falling onto the ground. And I'm like, totally. <laughs> This is so fascinating to me because knowing you and the way that you dress and the way that you present yourself, I think it brings to light this really interesting idea of like identity and place. And I think there are some people that yes. would feel really maybe motivated by the idea of looking really different than other people. But I also think yeah. that there's that could also feel really isolating in terms of like creativity. Like the other day, for example, someone asked me how I felt about living in LA. I moved two years ago. It's yeah. still a pretty big adjustment for me, especially from the world that we come from in New York where everyone's a creative, everyone is somewhat in fashion yeah. and you're constantly surrounded by that. For me living here, right. I don't feel like I have that sense of community anymore, like a big fashion community like I did before. I have everybody virtually, which is great. But I do feel that like almost isolation in a way. And it's so interesting to yeah. hear you say that you just felt totally different than what you were seeing and kind of uninspired by what's around you because I don't think I've ever really thought about that human necessity to feel like we can both identify but also feel incredibly inspired by the place that we're in. Yes, and when I was at Parsons and when I was studying fashion design, I mean, I always wore vintage. I always liked dressing up in different ways and wear a lot of like some fun 50s things with a loafer and like I loved experimenting. And it didn't matter because I was just so happy to be out of New Jersey, like right. anywhere that's not New Jersey. I'm good. And so, I, and we were all doing our things, you know, you're like 19 and you're all like dressing crazy and showing up like three hours of sleep. No shame. Like, Dad, I designed no this shame. crazy collection last night. Yeah. And like no you're fear, wild too. and amazing and free. Yeah. And then like, once you get, I don't know. I mean, I had been there for, I think almost 15 years. And after a while, you're just like, wait, I want to be inspired. Like I was fine doing my own thing always. I want to be clear about that. But like, I want to be inspired by the people around me. And now I walk around and they call them, they have the nickname. There's a great Instagram called Shura Glam. They call the older chic women in Italy and especially in Milan, Shuras. And they dress so chic. They're always in these like tonal gray and brown outfits. And, and they look so put together. Every like shade and color is perfect every hair is like perfectly in place they go to the hairdresser so like they just look so cute and when I see that I'm so inspired and you know I bought all these headbands when I got here I'm like I never thought about getting headbands and everyone's like of course there's amazing headband stores all around you you're in the Shura area and it's like amazing <gasps> there's still headband stores that aren't like Claire's I love <laughs> that like chic 1950s yeah. I love to hear this because it's something, again, that's been very, very like integral to me in the past few years is this like idea that your identity, your look can like constantly evolve. And there are so many different chapters of life and there are so many different things yeah. that I feel like we might completely write off during one chapter, but be really excited about in the next. I was saying, I feel like it's made me a little <laughs> bit like more just mentally flexible to things, knowing that that option, th those options might not fit me now, but could fit me in a few years. Yeah. Yeah. And like, how do you feel? Because I was listening to what you were saying last time in your last episode about like what you were dressing and stuff. Like, how do you feel like you've changed from New York to LA? Because that must be such a change too. Like I imagine I'm wearing all these like caftans in LA, but I am 
probably a really weird idea. <laughs> in, in actuality, I'm probably wearing like outdoor voices. <laughs> so you're not wrong on, I think like when you say a captain, I feel like the mental like shift there is thinking more loose, flowy clothing, definitely more dresses. But that's like, that's completely an environment, like actual like weather thing. Like I could say okay. without a doubt living in New York that like I did not have a lot of like flowy dresses, flowy skirts, because it just didn't really feel <laughs> like it just didn't feel right for the environment. It, it would be dragging in like in literal the, dirt and trash. Yeah. So. But I actually have noticed a big shift in my style here be a bit more maybe a bit more feminine. I feel like it feels a little bit more elevated and grown up than it did in New York because I totally agree with you that I feel like street style has become such a prominent thing in New York City. And because people want to be comfortable mm -hmm. as they're going through their day, New York is such a busy city that you really do rely on a great pair of pants, a comfortable pair of sneakers and outerwear being like that statement because it is the thing that people always see and like you can kind of wear, get away with wearing yeah. whatever you want underneath. Whereas here, there's yeah. just a little bit more flexibility with that. I love that you listened to the last episode because someone did ask me a question in getting ready for that episode. Uh -huh. I didn't, my for my listeners who might not have seen the last episode, I didn't ask me anything. I let people basically submit whatever they want on Instagram, whether it's like fashion, beauty, career, life, whatever it is. And I got asked the question, what's your best piece of advice for moving to a new city? Because someone was moving. And I've answered that a few times, but I wanted your advice because you just did a cross world move. And I figured that you had a very good response to that. I had time to think about it. Right. So I wouldn't make a rash, quick decision, you know, and also like my family, we all kind of do our own thing and I don't have kids. So my main thing was just, okay, can I bring the dogs? But I had some friends over here already and, and I, and I visited a lot. So I knew that I really liked it. So I think kind of do your research. Don't, maybe that's your personality type, but for me, I couldn't just go for it. I need to plan and everything, but I don't know. You really, you just have to go and you have to give yourself over to it as well, because you're going to have a lot of moments in the new place where you're comparing it to the old place. Right. And you're like, oh my God, why, why did they do this different? Or, you know, why, why is this not the way? And, and you're complaining about it. For example, we move into our new apartment here. And now in New York, the building we were in, we had doorman, like a whole team of them took care of everything. And for trash, there was just a trash chute and then, you know, paper and plastic, but it was just, you threw it down the hall and it was easy. Here, you have to take it all down. You have to use a separate elevator because you do not want, they do not want the trash or anything going in like the main elevator. Even if you like bring up food, they're like, that food is a little stinky. You need to use the outside elevator. Like wow. they don't want, they're like all about cleanliness, which I, yeah. miss, I love. Which love. are coming from downtown New York. I'm like, that's so chic. Anyway, so we take down all this trash after moving. We have all these like cardboard boxes and furniture and stuff. And our doorman is like, uh-uh, uh-uh, like waving his finger at us. And we're like, what? He's like, you need to tie those all. You need to cut it into tiny little squares. And then you need to wrap it up. And here's some ribbon and da 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 Like they want the trash to look to nice. Beautiful. Yep. Which I fucking love. I love that they yeah. want the trash to look beautiful. Because, and it's at first you're like, oh my God, this is so much more work, you know, in New York, you just throw it down the end of the hall, somebody would take care of it. But it is what makes a city beautiful. And I think because New York is so transient, for most people are, okay, maybe they're in New York for a few years, and then they, you know, you can burn out easily there totally. too. And so people don't take ownership of their building, their block, their hallway, whatever. They're just like, whatever, you know, and, and, you're, and you're trying to move at such a fast pace that you can't be thoughtful 
about anything, right? You know, which is not a sustainable way to be. And I, I do think even just living here, like you start to think about style in a long, from a longer lens, especially when you're seeing these chic older women who are very put together and have a very, very thoughtful outfit. Like they're not throwing on anything. Like the gloves match the coat, the coat matches the skirt, even if it's slightly different tones, it's all in the same color family. And so that is a very thoughtful way of being and it's incredibly inspiring. We'll be right back after a quick break. Let's talk about credit card debt. Saying goodbye to high interest credit card debt is one of the hardest things to do, but also one of the first steps towards financial independence. But that interest month after month can feel like you're in a never ending hamster wheel. But that's where Upstart comes in. Upstart powered personal loans can help you pay down high interest debt all online with simple and easy to use payment terms. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, Upstart can help you get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. Upstart knows you're more than just your credit score too. So rather than just looking at your credit score alone, Upstart's model considers other factors like your income, employment, and other information provided in your loan application to find you a smarter rate for your loan. You can check your rate in minutes for loans between $1,000 to $50,000 without impacting your credit score. You can even receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Upstart has helped over 1.8 million customers to get on their path to financial freedom. Don't wait and check your rate today at upstart.com slash friend. That's upstart.com slash friend to check your rate today. And don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information that you provide in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash friend. Now let's get back to the show. When I posted that you were coming on the show this morning, so many people DM me being like, oh my God, she's so chic. Like, I love everything she does. I love her perspective. And it's interesting that you brought up that last episode note because I do think that so much of people who I follow that I find to be incredibly successful, they do have, I don't want to call it a niche because I feel like that's become a little like limiting these (laughs) days. It just feels like you have to like fit into a box in order to succeed. Like finding your niche feels like a little bit restrictive, but like finding your point of view, I think is really important. And you have a very clear one. What is your best tip for finding that perspective and being able to share it back? Mm. I think you have to be really introspective. And why it came easy for me is because I'm super introverted and I had 18 years of living in a place that I hated. So like I had with no one I connected with, I had a few friends, but like truly I did not connect with most people there. So I just had so much time to sit at home and watch old movies. And my mom loved old movies. So she'd always have like AMC or TCM playing. And so I'd watch like, you know, a Joan Crawford, Betty Davis kind of or Catherine Hepburn, like glide across the street or the screen. And you'd be like, who are these people? No one looks like this. It's insane. And it's this fantasy kind of world that I loved and got completely drawn into. And I just, you just start going down that rabbit hole and you just have to, you have to be introspective. Like, you know, you can't even be around your like boyfriend or partner or friends. Like you just, you you know, or unless you have, maybe you have a friend group. Right. Yeah. Like it has to come from somewhere deep where like, and that's where, you know, some I'm doing this project now that makes me look back through my whole camera roll and I have like 200,000 photos. So it's making wow. me kind of like reassess everything. And yeah, and it's fun because I'm like, okay, what are the things looking back that I really, I'm excited to see? I still love that. Like five years later, what are the photos that I'm like, oh, delete that. Like, don't want to remember that. And it's giving me this like interesting 
perspective. Going down your camera roll is interesting, though. You really do find the things it is that interesting. because I have like a hundred. 20,000 photos too. And I'm just like, one day yeah. I'm going to lose my phone or something's going to happen. And I can guarantee you 110,000 of those photos are going to be gone. But I'm curious, yeah. sometimes I go through and like favorite the things that I would like want to keep forever. And I'm like, those are the things that really matter yeah. to me. That's actually a really interesting yeah. practice that I feel like could be very fascinating in figuring out what matters most yes. to you and what you're, if you are trying to figure out a brand or whatever it is, quote unquote, that yes. could be a very interesting practice of figuring out what especially, kind of your aesthetic and ethos is. Yes, especially if, you t- if you're like me and you take a ton of photos. I can't walk out the door with right. walking the dogs. Yesterday, my stories right. was like, and this is the park. Oh, and let me tell you about the history Love of the park. That. There used to be a zoo and right across from it is this amazing archway and right next to that is a bakery. And like, I can't stop. But also it, what's interesting about it, I think as well, is that that's never been available before. Right. Before now, like no one ever had, like, it's so fascinating because you could look back on a relationship. You could be like, was that relationship bad or good? You can literally go through like, and see the photos and then all, oh yeah, that happened that year. You know, like you can have a real clear perspective if you take a lot of photos and nobody's ever had that before. I would love someone listening to do it. Let me know what comes out of it because I think it really is an interesting creative practice to see kind of what you, what your, the mood board of just things that you love are that have nothing to do with work. What are the things that you just naturally take photos of that you love? Oh yeah. Well, some brand did mine. They they did some kind of screening test that went through and could see all the brands that were ever mentioned or tagged. And they're like, you're more Prada and Miu Miu than we've ever seen. <laughs> I was like, you didn't need a test. You to didn't need a that. test to tell you that. I could have told you that. I told you that. But that's part of your so, brand. Did you pay for that test? I hope not. That's part of your brand. <laughs> yeah. And that's something that I think you do really, really, really well. And whenever, oh, it's funny, you. whenever I think of that style or I think of Prada, you become synonymous with that. And I think that's another really important kind of brand building thing. Something that I'm sure you're not short of on your iPhone or photos of fashion. What are your favorite spring trends from someone that, you know, I'm constantly looking to for fashion inspiration? Okay. So for spring trends, I mean, I think the one that went viral and the big one is the Mew Mew Mini and just the play with proportions. That For me, that's the biggest. Loved your commentary on that. For those of you who haven't seen it, go to her oh, Instagram. She wore the Mew Mew the Mew Mew set to the show. And I think a lot of people came at you and were like, this isn't fashion. Yeah. This is like too showy, reveal-y. And I really appreciated what you had to say about the fact that fashion starts conversations and that that's definitely a conversation starter. And it's not always going to be something that is expected. And that's the point of fashion. Absolutely. And, and I do think, you know, we still have a ways to go in terms of like different body types and people wanting to embrace it in different things. I think that was the only part that was kind of a bit missing there. But, you know, what was interesting, I mean, also Prada showed a lot of mini skirts as well with the in silk with the amazing tails, the back, um, yeah. train, yeah, the trains going down the back that were so chic. But yeah, I mean, fashion, fashion is really about good fashion designers make you question your perception of silhouettes, of proportion. And this is why they always say, I said earlier, what goes up must come down. After everything is super micro for a while, it's boring to your eye, like anything. So then you go to something else. I mean, how many of us, like when I was young, going to the mall, my mom would go walk through Macy's with me. She'd be like, oh, suede and fringe, that's in again. That was in when I was young. True. Oh my God, we already did that. Blah, 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 blah. It you comes know? back and down. And it's like, that's... Yeah. And that's, and that's how it is. And it's great. Or it's, you know, like the 
the huge 2000s nostalgia thing going on right now that everybody can't stop about. So I think play into that if you want, like you got to do whatever feels really good for you and, and try not to be too influenced by two influencers selling it. Don't be too influenced, but like, don't spend too much on your, your phone, you know, like, if you find that you're buying things and you're in this pattern where you're buying things and you're not really wearing them or it doesn't feel right or it's just, you know, it's your friend wears it or this girl that you think is cool, like, stop, you got to, like, turn that stuff off, you know? You really have to, again, like, you have to look inward. And it can be anything. Like, anything it can that, like, be something joy. more classical. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much for coming <laughs> on. This was so fun. I loved hearing more about you. I think that that's, like, something that, it just is so much fun about the show. I get to learn more about my friends and the people in my community and that was so helpful. So I'm so glad to have been able to have you on all the way from Italy. Thanks so much for having me. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode of Friend of a Friend. I hope you loved the show. Before we leave, I just want to give a shout out to some people who have left reviews recently because they absolutely make my day. They help the show grow and I appreciate you guys so much for taking the time to leave them. I just got one the other day that said, there's no better way to start the week. Mondays are my favorite day of the week, and I never thought I would say that. I always leave the show feeling inspired, motivated, and educated in something new. Truly, that there is no better review to get from me. The show is all about bringing new ideas and new education to you guys, and I love that you walk away feeling like you've learned something new or met something new. So thank you so much for saying that. I'm going to start reading reviews at the end of the episode just to give you guys a shout out and really thank you for your time. I love that you guys spend Mondays with me. I so appreciate this hour. I look forward to it every week. And I hope you guys have a great week ahead. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Friend of a Friend. Before you go, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and at tiermedia.com. And for more behind the scenes of the show, visit us at friendofafriend.us and follow me at Liv Perez on Instagram. Don't forget the two Vs. See you next week.